Thunder Moneyball! There was another There's championship. Some happenings. <laughs> Does it matter? Okay, we'll say it. So last time we had a pod, there was still the playoffs. We aren't in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> so the finals were happening, <laughs> and the Warriors were putting the Celtics where I thought they would belong from the beginning of the playoffs. We can go back and listen to the tape of me saying, I just don't know that I can <laughs> ship them yet because they haven't proven anything to me yet. And now next year they can do things because they've gotten this far and had their heart broken and been slapped in the face by one Steph Curry. <laughs> um, so he did it. He did it. The Warriors. Uh, I want to be very blunt in saying that Clay Thompson did not help them very much and should receive nope. no glory. So when they do the graphics, they're like, look at what he's done. And I'm like, he didn't do any of it. Uh, except hurt himself. So next season, uh, they don't have much of a chip on their shoulder, so I don't think I'll call it right now. The Warriors will not win the championship next season. <laughs> that is bold, it, but I I can get on board with it. They're I think the team that, to beat still, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. The momentum has shifted in that way. Like I don't think they were that way going in to last season. They quickly became that way. But I think the expectation from the team will be a little bit different next year. And for their top three, all three to remain healthy the whole season, I mean, that's going to get more and more difficult as the years go by. Yeah, I mean, they had so many reasons to, like, come back and win. And those are all, they're all gone. <laughs> they don't have anything else to, like, fight for. Yeah. Clay is the only one that has of, reason to care because he didn't do anything this time. So he has, uh, but we have to Clay, win. Clay, I, I could see wanting to be an all star again. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see Clay fighting to get back into the all star game, but I don't know. I feel like Clay doesn't even. Clay was just like happy to be involved. <laughs> like, right. he just was glad to be playing. I don't even think that he Andrew really, I mean, Wiggins. Seeing, his, seeing how he celebrated all that stuff, like, that dude was completely wasted for all the, everything from the moment they finished the game. I mean, you guys saw like he <laughs> ran over a fan. Oh yeah, he lost he, he lost his hat, like all the different stuff. Like he dropped his ring twisted. on the street. <laughs> listener, listener, please listen. I would be the same if I had oh, been injured 100%. for two years. I would also be all of those things. I probably worse, probably knowing me. No, I uh, would be Leandro Barbosa, who didn't even <laughs> participate in the team, but was completely drunk and passed out on the floor of the locker room. That's yes. who I would be. <laughs> That's what. Yes. Hey, he's in the big three, by the way, Leandro yeah. Barbosa. You can gives, go see him uh, in Dallas, Eddie. Some of those matches coming up gives uh, new life to the name, the Brazilian Blur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. So, did you guys? Was there any ounce of happiness for the Warriors, or no. was it all disdain? I was so I mean, frustrated. I, I, I don't. I, I like Gary Payton too. Uh, I like uh, <laughs> the sequel. Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> Gary Payton too. Glove this. Um, I like. Uh, I like Jordan Poole. Uh, and I still like Steve Kerr. He's a good person. 
He's coaching. I think Steve, Steve Kerr, Kerr is, is definitely a good, a person. good person. Yeah, and, and I think, start I think to make a lot of those guys are good, good coach people. too. Yeah, I think a lot yeah. of those guys are good people. I think Clay and Curry are good people. I think we spoke Dray- about Draymond this. is probably a good person, but I absolutely despise him as a basketball player. Right. As a, as, we, as a basketball we have reason heel, to celebrate. I despise him. We have reason to celebrate this version of the Warriors winning because it's another championship that Kevin Durant wasn't a part of. That's so been I, the only solace. Is yep. that he, he has so, been down so bad in the last two and weeks. And he's going to find a different team that won't do well for him. He should go to Portland because that is such an easy, easy hate. I already, like, already objectively hate them. Oh, no yeah. What. I mean, it would be. It, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it would be. The convenient, only thing that would make it. Sure. Uh, they pick up Patrick Beverly and Kevin, and I just. I consolidate right. all of my hatred into one team. So that so, really solves a lot of problems. Here's a here's a here's a fan fiction. Those guys go to Portland. Steven Adams comes back, not Russell yet. Um, but what happens is we play them in the first round of the playoffs. Just off of screens, all of mm. those three get hurt on the Portland Trailblazers team. Man. In some way or some form. And what then a grand. in that post yeah, that post conference, uh, Kevin Durant sees the light, and then just has a bizarre Will Smith esque like breakdown in front of just lots of people, and <laughs> and just <laughs> cannot contain his his disdain for his decisions in the past ten years, and he just cannot believe that everything has happened the way that it's happened, and he's he's so regretful and sorrowful about the way that he treated this organization and then he retires <laughs> <laughs> and then he doesn't get a statue in OKC <laughs> he doesn't even have to not get a statue he won't but then Chet Holgram changes his number to 35 <laughs> oh man <laughs> <laughs> yes and that's the jersey that we retire exactly. <laughs> nice I like that idea a lot <laughs> Yeah, Basley's now 55, by the way. I thought that was kind of a, a strange number that he arrived at when he yeah, uh, I'm not really sure. gave his number to one of the Jalens, right? Yeah. No, he, he no, he gave his number That's to Chet. Chet. That's to because Chet. Ke- Kenrich oh, is 34, Chet. and he wasn't moving. <laughs> I love that. Oh, I love yeah. that so much. You're the number two pick. You're the franchise-changing guy, but Ken- Kenrich Williams is like, no, I'm not giving you my number. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can pick yeah, a different number. <laughs> I'm a fan well, of that, you know. Well, like, also, like, like, I don't know if, how, like, how do we not know? Like, I mean, how do we know that there is no beef right now? Like, how do we not know that Sam Preston was like, "Hey, listen, Darius, there is no other number." Like, he lies to Darius. There's no other number that Chet wants <laughs> except seven. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> let's be real: if you want a chance at all of staying on this team, you better give him that number. <laughs> yeah, Darius is certainly on thin ice. We'll get there. Uh, yeah. Any final thoughts about the Warriors? Or they're done. They did it again. This is the last one. That's what I think. Yeah, I honestly I, think it's pretty storybook. I mean, it it seemed like it was written before it even happened. I just right. felt that they were going to win. I mean, and it's it's nice for a lot of reasons. I mean, it sucks for other reasons, but. But the biggest reason, of course, as you illustrated so lovely, Victor, is that it makes Kevin look bad. And that's that's just nice. You know, it just tastes so good, even still. <laughs> even still. It's been six years, and it still tastes good. 
<laughs> That's right. Where, where other than Portland do you think he could land and like you would actually have a fear for that team? Because him with Dame would be kind of a scary team. I'm not necessarily convinced that it would be a team enough to win. Yeah, well, they need especially other if they Nurkic had if they enough. had Nurkic. If they had Nurkic, Dame, they're not going to be able to do it with without getting rid of Simons. So, yeah, yeah. They, they got would, Jeremy they Grant need, though too, right? They did yeah, pick they up Jeremy up Grant, so that is he would something. help them in that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be fine. They would be okay. I think they would be a, a solid playoff team. You know, I could see them even getting as far as the conference finals, maybe. But the other one How? that I've seen people talk about is Phoenix. Uh, Why would he do that? Why well, would he ruin that team that is so loved? Well, you know, they they were, you know, they obviously had the most disappointing loss ever <laughs> in, in the playoffs. So yeah. and they're, they're probably they're, they're not exactly Aiden, right? in a, Aiden is probably gone. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to our our friend in Detroit, Mr. Troy Weaver. Right. That will... Actually, I think what I've read is that because they were able to to get two, two of the guys on their board that they wanted in the draft, that they're not as like gung ho about giving Aiden the max anymore. So it's possible he ended up staying, but that could actually just self destruct that team. That would be awful. He should just go take less money. He should just go take less money and go be there and definitely be contending for the next three years. Yeah, I mean, if I'm Aiden, I would I would rather hitch my wagon to uh, the the young core in Detroit than yeah a 38, 39 year old Chris Paul and uh, Devin Booker that I mean is clearly very talented, but so so far uh, fairly unproven. Right. Yeah. I mean, here here's an interesting comparison for you guys. So, like, who would you rather have right now on your team, uh, Devin Booker or Jason Tatum? Oh, I definitely go Tatum. It's here's really? the thing: both the, both those guys are so inconsistent. They're, but I feel yeah, like Jason Tatum's inconsistent makes me more angry than Devin Booker's. Jason I think Tatum just it, doesn't I think feel like probably, he has a dog in him, you know. Yeah, I I I think that I I know exactly what you're talking about, Victor, because I feel that too. But honestly, he really reminds me of Kevin in that way too. And I've I've said for years I think yeah. that Jason Tatum like everyone's always been saying oh this guy is the next Kevin Durant this guy is the next Kevin Durant I think Jason Tatum is the closest thing to Kevin Durant that there is right. honestly with the way that he plays and moves and his skill set and all that and he's still he's only like twenty four right he's or he young. might be even younger yeah I'm not exactly like, I still, sure I still think he's got uh, some time he's got time and. What I was going to say in his defense, when he's not scoring, he does rack up the assists and rebounds pretty decently. Like he finds other ways to contribute when it's not happening. But I'm like, you can't have. They lost those finals because the game plan is that both him and Jalen are on, and if that doesn't happen, they can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mark is smart. You can go to him for some offense, but not a lot. Usually. It's not well, fair to him. He's if he's going to guard Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins <laughs> the whole game, then he, yeah, you can't. Al ask Horford had some nice moments, points. by the way. I thought well, that. Yeah, did you see? He's excellent. What game was it that he had? He had the, like the, the game one where he came back and scored twenty four something in the fourth quarter, but right. he like didn't do anything one. for the rest of the series. Yeah. 
I think there was a moment like in the fourth quarter or something in one of those games. I can't remember which one it was, though. They had the textbook inexperience collapse in the finals. Like, absolutely. That finals was the most boring finals ever because it was so predictable. Mm -hmm. Every single, like, the way that the, the Boston played was so predictable. I mean, every single one of their guys that helped them get to the finals. The uh, Derek White, Pritchard's. Pritchard, yeah. like Marcus Smart, all these guys just fell off of a cliff. They just completely disappeared. I don't think Pritchard made a single shot in the whole finals, at least not that I remember. <laughs> Derek White, like he is the reason they got to the finals. They would right. not have won without him in that game seven on the road. And, they and we're talking about like a team that was doing great on the road in the playoffs and yeah. that had not lost back-to-back ones. Like, they, we had no reason to believe, statistically, outside of knowing the two teams, that Boston would lose that series. Like, all the, like all the Vegas stuff was real. Like, they were favored to win those finals off of just straight-up statistics, and they should have. So it was just very frustrating because I was like, hmm. There I am, proven right again. I actually actually taught them, uh, <laughs> tell, tell my students all the time, and I go, Here, you're playing a very dangerous and un- unforgiving game where we're going to go put on this concert, and then you have such an opportunity for the people in the audience to be like, wow, that sounds amazing. And it really takes one thing to be like, oh, I guess they're just in eighth grade. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like yeah. clearly, clearly that's not the end of the world, but we're reaching for real greatness. So that's the way that I'm going to run this thing. And that's exactly what the finals is, where it's, first of all, you don't get to miss any free throws. <laughs> any. You don't get to yeah. miss any free throws in the finals. <laughs> yeah. You Dirt can't leave that best. <laughs> yeah. You can't leave points on the table. What was it, 22 that he made? Or is that in the Western Conference finals? That was against, against us. us. He made, yeah. uh, I think, 21. 20, 20, no, I think it was... 24, actually, if I remember Good correctly. God. Teams 24, don't make 24. 24. <laughs> <laughs> he was invincible, dude. <laughs> he yeah, he was in the zone. They, it was his stop time. Him. Uh, yeah, 24 or 24 against us. Gosh. <laughs> I just need all of the Oklahoma points. populace to listen to this pod. And like, listen to what uh, we say about these people don't know play for our team. So I can stop here. Yeah, Dirk fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> God, just go eat another elote and shut up and go sit somewhere else. <laughs> Man, his free throw numbers at playoffs are crazy. Now I'm looking at it. <laughs> Fifteen to seventeen, fourteen to fifteen, thirteen to thirteen, twelve to twelve, eleven of eleven. How frustrating! How frustrating <laughs> to defend. If you don't foul him, he's making the shot. And also, you must foul him because clearly he's going to shoot at least 15 shot free throws a game. I don't know why I've never looked at Dirk's pays before, but his nicknames are freaking gold. Dirty. Oh, great. Hit us with some. Tall baller from the G. Wow. <laughs> German race car. Yeah. German Jesus. I mean, oh, I like that one. I mean, I li- yes, that uh, flowing hair. All I'm gonna say is, 
Think of the way that Dirk Nowitzki looks and tell me if he looks any different than the Jesus that you're used to seeing. And That's then pay true. attention that the nickname is German Jesus. German Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is brown. Okay. Anyway, next topic. <laughs> yeah. I. Eh. Congrats, Steph. You got your finals trophy. Good for you. Yeah, really he deserves that MVP. Again. Uh, Andre Iguodala should not have gotten the one that he got, and it should have been Steph Curry. Like, straight up PER and all the other stuff should have been Steph Curry. Probably. Really should have been LeBron James. If we're doing yeah. PER, we actually gave MVPs to people that didn't win the finals. Should have still been LeBron James. He actually would have the most <laughs> if we did those stats. Yeah, but, this, yeah is, that this is a true, really actually. telling thing. Uh, <laughs> someone figured out if all of Curry's made threes in the finals were twos, he still would have been the leading scorer. Yeah. Whoa, that's a fun stat. He was just that much better. I, honestly, though, <laughs> yeah. I would have been. They if, knew if Curry it. had I mean, not the Warriors been knew it. insane. I mean, the second best player in the finals was Andrew Wiggins. That's really the only. Wiggins is the only thing that I can allow myself to like be happy for. And truly good yeah. for him. Because he was a top pick that went through a whole lot of shit. And, and I should be happy for him. He's been thrown and around I gotta everywhere. I got to be honest. I have to tell myself to be happy for him still. I don't know what sure. is this, those years at Minnesota where he would randomly have good games against us only. And I'd be like, fuck this dude. And then now, <laughs> like he went to the Warriors and he was still like not great, like the first season or two. And I'm like, good. But then he's played his dues for me, I think. So he has him. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not yeah, sure. He I was, enjoy he how he just a, a started with him so game, well. But yeah. He, he earned. He is the reason that that team won the finals. Steph right. did what Steph does. Clay didn't show up. Dre was pretty lackluster. But Andrew Wiggins, he Kevon was Looney, their second best player very consistently. Kevon Looney's minutes were productive minutes. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, man, I've also seen people talk about Kevin to Boston, trading for Jalen Brown, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I'm not sure that. I don't like know. Right we, after we you went to the finals. I don't, it makes I don't as know. much sense as everyone talking about. After Russell they lost to the finals. This season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just, I mean, it's, it's not. It'd be. That makes okay. sense only as a uh, fan service. That doesn't. Right. It doesn't make sense in any actual basketball way. It actually hurts everyone involved. There's no reason. Yeah, it would not be good. It would be a miserable <laughs> experience for everyone. Except for the very first game. Where he got announced in his, he ran on the court, and everyone cried, and it would be awesome. And then yep. a week later, all <laughs> Oklahoma City fans would be like, "We need to bench Russ." Yeah, <laughs> because they're out, the Sam. same people. They're the same people that think Dirk Nowitzki sucks. And the team's like, "Yes, we need to bench him," but also it's Russell Westbrook. So. Let us keep losing with Russell Westbrook doing whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not developing any of our 38 picks and rookies that we have now. <laughs> yeah, we need our team needs at least three balls for the whole game <laughs> all the time. <laughs> we can't actually play. We're going to play a different game, a different sport. Ooh, before we get to the draft, I wanted to pose this to you guys. I don't know if y'all saw this today. Uh, Disaster tactic that I just saw. The Houston Rockets have painted a four-point line on their practice field or practice court. 
That is absurd. I did that see is that. A mistake. Well, because the James Harden Chris Paul Rockets tried that, and spoiler alert, it made two Hall of Famers angry at each other. <laughs> I I'm wondering what entity determines what where the four point line is. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the big three has a four point line, right? Is is it that? I think they, that use, they probably of? use that one. They probably use that one. Uh, okay. Yeah. Is it like what, like 36, 37 feet or something? Like it's well, not a half court line, right? It's like no, because the, it's like the, the three point line at the top of the key is what twenty three and a half, twenty three and a yeah, twenty three and a third or something like that. So it's probably thirty feet or twenty five. Twenty five is too short, man. Dame can go out there and make. He could probably shoot thirty five percent from thirty feet. Four point four point line needs to be thirty four feet at least. I'm checking what the big three one is. In my opinion, but oh my goodness! Oh wait, no, that's a different one. Okay, I don't think there should be. I mean, it, the three-point line is already a problem. <laughs> we don't want. Are we, are we? Why are we going to make it worse? Uh, they're not really telling me how long it is, but I remember uh, Jimmy Highroller talking about why the three-point line is actually balanced. Like in its distance? Yeah. It's like actually kind of perfect. Well, the only way the only way it could be more perfect is if they widen the court. Because the corner needs the corner needs to be the same distance as everywhere else. I I mean that's really why it's kind of broken. But like not having a backboard is also like good for you if that's your shot. If you're a quarter three person, I hope you know that I think you're amazing. Because it's such a terrifying shot. You're risking an air. It ball used to be like time. the the go to three. Like that was the one yeah. that everyone worked to get. And now like no one strategizes for the corner three. Like it's not uh it's not like the go to we're gonna the the purpose of this pick and roll is to drive and draw the corner defense so we can kick it out. Like that's not right. what people do anymore. If if someone happens like some to of those be PJ there, Tucker teams did that. Yeah, like they the still Bucks do. team, yeah, yeah, they do. But you have to have the person. Like I truly believe yeah. PJ Tucker is above forty five percent from the corner. Like I'm probably wrong, but that's what it feels like. And I'm sure if it feels like that to me, it feels like that to other players. <laughs> and he's played on enough yeah. teams that everyone knows that he's automatic from there. You know? Yeah, yeah. The, the that's thing is shot. that now now guys are coming into the league having. Uh, practice the pull-up three from the wings and from the top of the key, like as a part of their regular daily routine of practice. And so that is now, I mean, just look at all those threes that Jason Tatum made in the finals. Right. Almost every single one of them were either pull-up or step-backs on the wing at the furthest distance possible. A la Kevin Durant, honestly. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's where he (laughs) likes to shoot too. Also, his feet are way too freaking big. And he steps out of line. So, like, he's afraid of the corner. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to throw, I don't want a four point line, but I guess, hey, if Houston wants to put it into their thing, and I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand the purpose of it. Are you, incur- no, are no. you trying to encourage your guys to shoot from further back? Absolutely, because they've got no one that can rebound, especially if they get rid of Christian Wood. 
and they, I, I don't know who they think they have on their roster. That's what I'm confused about. Why? Yeah. They did get rid of Christian Wood, by the way. He's in Dallas now. That's oh, right. really? They already made that yeah. happen? Yeah. yeah. That was a big trade, yeah. Ooh. They sent Boban and those other guys to Houston. No! Yeah. <laughs> no. Here, I'll, yep. I'll pull it up real quick and read they it. Split up, they split up uh, uh, Luca and Boban. I'm mad at you, Mark Cuban. I know this. You're not I the think GM. It's great for, for Dallas, honestly. I, it is. I want Christian Wood there, but I want Boban there, too. I think it's very funny that Houston, both of their last two draft picks, got were mad because they had they fell to Houston, <laughs> but not because it was Houston, because both of those guys, uh, who they pick was it? Did they pick Suggs Jabari. last year or Green? Oh, well, they got Jabari uh, this year. Yeah, but Suggs. I guess it was Suggs last year. But both of those guys made a point to say like, I'll remember the teams that passed me over. I'll remember that. Like both those guys expected to be first or whatever it was, whatever the case well, may be. Okay, 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 okay. And neither well, here's of them a perfect. Did. They both fell. Here's, here is a perfect uh, transition. Sorry, it was not Suggs. It was Jalen Green. Uh, here's That's a perfect it. transition into talking about the draft. Uh, hey, just, real quick, just yeah. the stats on this trade uh, since I looked it up. Right. So uh, Houston sent Dallas Christian Wood and. Um, Dallas sent Houston a huge haul. Boban, Sterling Brown, Trey Burke, Marquise Chris, the Damn. number 29 pick in this year's draft, which was Ty Ty Washington Christian and was two future seconds. That's too much. Yeah. Money. Honestly, I think it's, it's great for, uh, for Dallas though. I think Christian Wood's going to be a really nice piece there with Luca. Is he going to complain anyway? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so in our draft, we drafted Chet Holmgren number two. And I've had so many conversations with my dad about this. And I have, I already believed in Sam Presti, but my eyes have been opened to what it is to have a top three lottery, or like a top three draft pick situation. It's huge. It's way it bigger is, than I ever gave it credit for. Well, it's, it's so, it's 100% about options. And what I ended up concluding with my dad two weeks ago was, I hope we pitch check Holmgren, because I don't know if he's the best person in the draft, but he's the best fit for our team. And that's what you want whenever you get to pick one of the first three picks, is you yep. get to pick the best fit for your team if you're already building. We already have Shea, and we already have Josh Giddy. If we didn't have those two, give me Jabari Parker. Because he's a generational talent, apparently. That's like, Jabari oh, Smith. he can. Sorry, Smith. Yes, Jabari Smith, and he could be your franchise. We don't need a franchise player. We have some. <laughs> you know, yeah, we. Yeah, I'm honestly like, I, at this point, I, it's kind of up in the air as to who, who the at the end of the day of all these careers, like which one will be the better, like have had the better career. Right. I mean, it's, oh, it's going to be so interesting watching all these guys grow up in the league. Not even, not even just the guys from this year's draft. You know, Giddy and Shea, for that matter. I mean, everybody. And I, you want to know all the conversations because with those guys and someone like, what is his name? Jabari what? Jabari Smith. Smith. Man, I was gonna two. I was gonna pick two other last names that were not that. <laughs> Jabari Smith. <laughs> Jabari Ivy. 
<laughs> I was going to say Brown or Parker. Jabari, uh, Jabari Jalen. <laughs> Jabari Brown played for the Oklahoma Sooners and was awful. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry if you were a listener. Uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> yes, thank you for listening if you are. <laughs> um, he's like seven foot tall. He'd destroy me. Um, you just wonder if like they have the conversation with Chet and go, listen, lots of people want a rookie of the year. They want to be on the first all rookie team. They want to win the uh, rising stars game and all blah, 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 and all that stuff. And they're like, listen, dude, <laughs> Shay is here. And a lot of other people that are really cheap money are here. <laughs> We're going to be together <laughs> for a while. So if you want to win more than one championship or at least be in the position to come do this, and the other things will undoubtedly be available to you, but hopefully your goal is achieving at the highest level, which is what we're trying to do for a long time. And if that message doesn't get through to a Jabari Smith, did I get it? Yep. <laughs> or a Palo Bonchero, then good for them. They can go get money and accolades and playing time and money and endorsements and Chet Holmgren can win basketball games. Yeah. Which is no argument so for fun. me. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yep. At a certain point, I've people talk about like the thing that Sam has said, which is like, we don't draft players, we draft people yeah. that can play basketball. And. Part of that, I think, is like doing an assessment of how ready someone is for the life of being an NBA player. Yeah, and just exactly. ba based on what I've seen from Chet, like this dude is, uh, like he has already been coached and prepared in being. He seems very an NBA poised. Player. You know, yeah, he already like, seems his, like his answers to the questions. Much like Josh like, Giddy, by the way. Yeah. Oh, no, he's got all the right bravado. That interview a month ago, and they were like, hey, uh, or do you want to be the first pick? And he's like, I just really want the best fit. Um, and that was him saying he didn't want to go to Orlando. <laughs> and then <laughs> they were like, who's your favorite player in the NBA? And he said, me in 30 days. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like... I want I him. I didn't see that one. <laughs> it's perfect awesome. because he answered in both ways. I want the best fit to one win games and help me develop. And two, I love myself. <laughs> like you have like you have to, <laughs> to do anything in this league. I'm I also was, just ready for blocks. It's interior defensive presence. Is something well, I've been wanting for two years. <laughs> that is, that is something that has me way, way excited. I the all of the guys that Sam picked are defense first guys. Yeah, which in combination with the guys that we already have that have shown a lot of defensive promise and growth, like we we truly, truly without exaggeration, have the highest potential of any team in the league. We've ba got players ba that complement each other. where we are right now. 
We've got players that are older with strengths on the offense to push the young people, and we have the young people with strengths on defense <laughs> to push the Shays and the uh, Darius Baisleys on our team to be like, hey, listen, do something on this end because I'm going to stop you, but can you stop me? <laughs> I want to be in those practices. I am giddy with excitement <laughs> for what those practices are. There is going to be a lot. This is there. This is a a bit of alchemy that I think Sam and Mark are going to have to be very very careful with because right. every one of these guys is extremely talented, and the problem that we all knew uh, going into this was that you pay, you pick all these guys, but you can't keep everyone. Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't have 30 players on your team. So there is going to be some very difficult conversations and decisions that have to be made. And it's going to all stem from the competition that happens in the next like two months, basically. Right. You know, leading up into September or October when we have to finalize a roster. And it's so going to be tricky. Because right. you, you, you have they you, named you, the you, summer league roster, by the way. No, it'll be probably next week. I don't week. think so. It's two wonder, weeks away, but do you think Chet's going to play? Oh, I remember I Josh Giddy said that he might all, play. All the guys would play. I think. I think even like Giddy is going to be playing. Yeah, Giddy's going to play in one of them at least. Poku said he wanted to play. I bet Poku plays in both. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so let's recap who all we got for the second pick. We just talked about it. We got Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren. Chit. We Chit. traded in the, the, the swingingest, most bravado that you could possibly have. <laughs> and it was un- tra- unpredictable, too. <laughs> yeah, we traded some definitely worse picks that are also protected in the future to New York to give us their 11th pick with whom we chose Usman Jang from New Zealand. He's actually French, mm-hmm. but he played in New Zealand. I think. Yeah, right. Jang yeah, is I, th- I, thought, I thought I thought he was a Kiwi, but I think that he's no. French. Jang is a French African uh, name. Yeah, but he played he played in the NBL last year in yes. New Zealand. Um, and then then we drafted the, the first of uh, two Jalen Williams <laughs> from Santa Clara. I'm sorry, I'm ne- is, I am never ever going to get over this. This is I can't the wait funniest to learn thing which that has ever happened. <laughs> you, okay, now so listen, the Santa guys. Clara one is the Santa Clara one the mixed Asian one? No, I think that you're talking you're thinking of you're thinking of of the Arkansas uh, J Will. Okay. J Santa Dub, Clara is J Dub. Who doesn't speak in any of these videos that the, both these Jalen's have done, which are hilarious and very humble, and I can't wait for all of them. Because they No, J Dub J Dub is the one that has spoken. He's the one that like made the announcement, like I'm J Dub. And he'll be Jay Will. That's okay, how that's okay. how we're gonna which to be fair, the Thunder already have messed that up. The tweet that I sent you guys was the opposite. And so, <laughs> oh, so yeah, that was before. So they had to get him I think on they record. Look similar too. They do I look kind of similar. I'm telling you, and they're they're number six and number eight. And I've watched I've watched some yep. highlights of them. Both of these guys are like they thrive in pick and roll 
and they thrive in making really tight pocket passes. It is going to be impossible to tell these guys apart on the court. <laughs> like something is going to have to have to give here. <laughs> I have to ask you too. Did Sam Presti just do this because he has so many draft picks? He thought it would be hilarious. <laughs> Seriously, no, no, no. He's like, no, no these guys are so. pretty. Of good course guys. he did. Stop, everyone. <laughs> Oh, why not? Everyone's going to make fun of him for a year about only drafting for or only trading for draft picks. And he's like, all right, fuck all of you. Look at all. I'm going to do literally whatever I want with all these draft picks. And no one can do anything about him. I think that it was there were probably people on his list where he it was probably such that it was like these are all in the same tier. So maybe I'll just pick Jalen because it's funniest. But I, well. <laughs> I think that he intentionally chose the he intentionally chose Jay Will at thirty four uh, in the second round because of what he can bring to the team. They, all these guys are defensive defensive minded dudes. I well, mean, Jay I, Will, yeah, I yeah. truly believe blocks one and a half steals per thirty six. Right. Jay Dub was half a block, one point two steals per thirty six. Jang was half a block, one one point one. Every single guy we we drafted has at least a steal a game. Chet was five blocks per thirty six. I mean, come on, come on. The link, come on. This is this is the ultimate culmination, the ultimate peak of the Sam Presti uh, archetype draft player. The the uh, just ultimate athlete bounce out of the out of the room type player yeah. arms that are way too long for your body like that type of player but he struck it out of the park with all these yes. guys because they're Absolutely. all talented it's not like you're drafting no no disrespect intended to a Josh Hustis but you're not just drafting a body you're drafting right. a guy that can play basketball that has a, a insane athletic body to go with it to the earlier point, I think it's very clear that we wanted Jang for some specific reason that I will find out later, hopefully. Um, mm-hmm. J-Dub, is that Santa Clara? The yes. J-Dub, yep. I think, was on the list of people to take if they were available. But I wholeheartedly believe that Dyson Daniels and Jeremy Sohan were definitely on uh, Sam Presti's list. And Shaden yeah, Sharp, clearly. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I would have, I would have really liked Dyson, but Me too. it, and there was, there were rumors that Sam was trying to draft up in to get two top four picks. Yeah. He was really trying to get that fourth oh, pick I from, doubt it. from Sacramento, I think, but it just, it just didn't work out. He's like, they're really dumb. Maybe they'll give me their pick. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure he knows personalities in other front offices. I'm sure yeah. he, he well, knows. I, I bet you what's his name will go for this. <laughs> you guys will really like Jang the based on what I've seen because guess what he brings to the team that we've talked about a lot. This dude has a floater. Yay. He has a legit floater. That is one of his go-to moves on the pick and roll and man, his shot, his he's got a nice little step back jumper that looks really sweet. Man, how exciting is it that we may have a Thunder team that is a legit th- shooting threat? From all all areas of the the court, I'm here for from it. everywhere. Uh, I have to. I'm I have to. I have to say too. this statement for them to ruin it. 
the Sacramento Kings did pick a big instead of picking someone that was exactly Darren Fox, which was what everyone was projecting uh, for yeah. four. So good for them <laughs> for not picking <laughs> Jaden Ivy, but because they did not pick Jaden Ivy, the Detroit Pistons got both Jaden Ivy <laughs> and <laughs> Jalen Duran. <laughs> yeah, it. if if there's any team that can compete with the potential uh, of the Thunder, it's the Detroit Pistons. That core that they've got, those three dudes, that's going to be pretty pretty crazy. Man, that'll be crazy if the Detroit that, Pistons get good again. Well, yeah, now that Jeremy Grant like gave them room to grow by leaving. Right. Um, <laughs> hey, Eddie, you co- commented on the uh, three-point shooting. I wonder what the uh, best Thunder three-point shooting team of all time is. Do you know that off the top of your head? Is it the Chris Paul team? Uh, Might be that one. I can look it up real quick. Let's see here. Might be yeah. interesting to know and because this team next year, you know, we'll see. I've, I've been... I feel like well, we've never really had just a you had, just a Jeremy, great three point shooting team. You got to adjust for inflation. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, uh, three point shooting in NBA. You know what I mean. <laughs> I feel like it's a Chris Paul year. Definitely. I'm thinking it probably was too. Let me see here. It better not be the Carmelo Anthony year. It seems like that's a dumb stat that may be true, though. You know. Do you want to know what we were this season? Uh, we were tr- uh, the whole season. I yeah. bet you we were 29th. Wrong. 29th. We were last. Uh, we were, ah, <laughs> we were dang. Last. One off. By, point, by 0.3% points. Mm, okay. Who is... Uh, well, it doesn't matter. I was going to ask who is 29th. <laughs> but that doesn't Detroit. matter, really. Detroit. <laughs> well, there you go. Potential. <laughs> The two teams are the most potential, Detroit as we just discussed. Detroit basketball. We were 22nd in 1415. That's going to be weird to have a finals game at the Little Caesars Pizza Arena. <laughs> just doesn't sound like a finals <laughs> basketball arena. It doesn't. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. We're right behind Detroit every year anyway. 25 or 15, 16, we're right behind Detroit by, honestly, it was the same percentage. Yeah, I think it was the Chris Paul year, although they're not the best true shooting team of all time. That goes to our 60-win team in mm-hmm. 2013. But yeah, Chris Paul's year, uh, we shot 10, 10 for 30, basically, per game. For some reason, the basketball reference does not actually give me percentage, which is really annoying. In 2012-2013, we shot 37.3%, and that was number four. Golden State was on top with 40.1%. Miami and San Antonio were also ahead of us. Which one is the Chris Paul year? 1920. 1920. We were middle of the pack, 18, shooting 35.2%. That's crazy. below average and it felt like we were just draining them (laughs) (laughs) yeah pretty much that's exactly right for what for what it's worth no one shot above 40 utah was number one with 38.3 that year (laughs) 
At some point, I mean, maybe it's sooner rather than later. At some some point, we're going to have an OKC, like a Golden State type team, you know, when they're just, they just drain threes, you know. Mm-hmm. We'll have that one season. I just know it. It'll happen. I can't wait. Here we go. Actually, no. Our 20, uh, our 2012, 20, or 2012-2013 right. team was the best. 30, so that's 38% uh, rookie year, right? Actually, Chris Paul's was fourth best. Ooh. Really? Wow. In OKC th- uh, history. Yep. Our 2012-2013 team, then the 2013-2014 team that went to the conference finals, then uh-huh. our finals Paul team. George? Oh, really? No, our finals team Paul was Paul George. Better. Okay. Paul George wow. was right. Paul George and Mello were right behind Chris Paul. But yes, our uh, our team last year was the worst in Thunder history. See, that's the only <laughs> adding to my excitement of we are building this team through the draft. We have who we have. And clearly that's the only way to be successful because the Golden State Warriors have won again for no reason besides that. All I'm saying is <laughs> we are playing in a very we, – we, it's a completely different style of basketball now. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Our team last year was the worst we've ever shot from three, but we also took 400 more threes than we ever have before. We took over 3,000 threes last year. The next closest was the the second PG year, and that was 2,600. Like, for for context, the team that it was the best ever – we took 1,500. We've doubled our three three-point attempts in the last 10 years. So, like, wow. of course our, our percentage is going to go down, but we've made more points from there. The, the percentage will go up with a lot of the guys that we got in. J-Dub is a, or was a, uh, I think, a 40% from three shooter. Chet was a 40% shooter. Uh, J-Will was like a 38%. Usman, not great. I think he was under 30% in the NBL. But like I said, man, based on, on this, the highlights, like he's got a nice shot. So, right. but all three, all, all four of these guys are, I think the, and the, this is the recurring theme, is they're defense-minded dudes. So we may be a team that, we don't need to shoot as well as a Golden State Warriors. If we can somehow can like have a, like a defense of like the Boston Celtics, but with a little bit more offensive talent, I mean, the sky is the limit for this team. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Anything else from the draft uh, spark your attention at all, guys? I'm just looking through back on the all the picks. I kind of stopped watching after our last pick. What uh, do you think about Orlando's pick? Do you think they the safer bet was uh, going Jabari? I don't know. I mean, Jabari was not. He kind of has risen really quickly in the last few weeks. I mean, for the longest time, Paolo was the like in my mind, my view, the consensus number one. People talked about Paolo and Chet. And then Jabari just kind of jumped in the into the picture. I mean, I don't know. The the thing that I've been seeing is that uh, people around Jabari don't think that he's done growing, and he is already listed at six ten. So Jesus, wow! It's going to be really hard. Like he's going to be in the same sort of conversation as Chet 
at some point <laughs> where it's like you are way too tall to be able to do what you do. Paolo, I think, is like the far and away most like ready to contribute to a winning team player. So it's interesting that he's going to a team that is not winning. <laughs> I think the more exciting thing for the Magic is that Shaq wants to buy them. Yep. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Okay. He, he he made an announcement on his podcast that he's trying to get the DeVos family who owns him, which is disgusting, uh, to sell them to him and his group. Mm. And I think if, if he were to buy that team, I could see that team really turning around and doing something with themselves. That would be so fun, honestly. That would be super fun. He's probably got the money for it. He can probably pay for it just through his commercial deals, I bet. <laughs> That icy hot money. <laughs> That's right. Icy hot. I mean, like <laughs> Papa, G- Papa general, Jones, general insurance. You know? Yeah, I was trying to think of the general. Yep. Mm-hmm. Guys, I got a. Well, it'll be. I'm going to send you a picture in the feed that's going to ruin your day. And by ruining, really... it's not really going to ruin it. You're just going to want to do this now. <laughs> Go. Okay, have I like look, I like the build up. Looking at that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that look in front of you? This. No, I wish. Mm. I'm not there yet. I'm venturing. That's uncalled for. <laughs> That's what happened. to Oh me. my! <laughs> Dang. I yeah. now I like feel probably like I have to could make only that put. Soon. <laughs> that looks pretty good. I feel like I could only put like half of that in my body. <laughs> Something like that. I'm speaking uh, very broadly because it might be interesting for our viewers to guess what, <laughs> what viewers. <laughs> why do I always say viewers? Our listeners <laughs> a chance l- l- to uh, guess what it is. Listener. Oh yeah, the one. <laughs> the one. I will say the one the thing that really did surprise me was that AJ Griffin fell so far. I felt sure yeah. that we were going to take him. Well, no, no, Here's the thing: he had been injured. All the tape of him is from before he got injured. He could he went to? Yeah, like he. Let me see where because he went to Duke, right? But like he didn't actually play at Duke. Right. Isn't that the the story? He's really young. I, I thought for sure we were going to draft him. I was very surprised when we drafted. Well, because he's a shooter, instead. but like no one knows. Well, here's the truth, guys. I think that Darius Baisley kind of soured us on a situation like that, where it's like the film that we have on him isn't like what you want as far as film goes, but we'll take a chance. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. I still I think that this is really the the uh, terminal year for Bayes in terms of his basketball abilities, his humaning abilities. I'm I've lost faith in. Um, so I'm I don't really care how good of a player he comes out to be, but I I will stand by as I've said for a long time now, where I think that he has this this year, and if he doesn't show it up, then I don't think he's going to do anything with himself. So we'll see what happens with that. I'm hoping that it happens somewhere else. I don't really want him. I mean, on the if team. you look at the incoming draft class and last year's draft draft class as well, and all these rising young stars and the new kids on the block, I mean, you look around and you're just like, man, like, does a player like Darius Baisley have a place 
anywhere, you know, on any team. Like a player, I, I just feel like there's, outside of like teams that are in development mode, obviously, like the Oklahoma City Thunder, like a contributing team, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Because I don't know about you guys, it just feels like the league is just stocked with talent, maybe more than it ever has been. And plus, we just had the Golden State Warriors win again, you know, like these guys that have been around forever. But like right now, we're just like so amped for uh, the younger generation, too. It's just kind of crazy. Like, I feel like there's it's so um, I'm trying to think of the right word. It's it's very saturated right now with talent, not in a bad way, obviously. I mean, he is athletic. He has shown his ability to get blocks and he can rebound when he tries. And he is extremely streaky offensively. So in a very, very reduced role, I think that he could find success on on even a, a contending team. But it would have to be like a 14, 15, 16 minutes off the bench sort of situation. Yeah. Yeah. Is I mean, I just look really, at the current he, Thunder roster and I'm like, man, if I was the coach of this team, like I, I'd try to let everyone get some minutes, but I'm not sure a guy like Darius Basley would pay, play that much at all. You know, I want to, I want to play uh, these other guys more. Sadly, I think, these I other think guys what'll actually a, happen is that Roby won't play very much. I think that Roby doesn't play a ton. I think that depending on whether or not we're trying to win any games, Muscala continues to not play and same thing with K Ridge. Hmm. Yeah, I don't I wonder know what's going to happen with Roby, by the way. You know, you guys know about his contract situation. They pushed the date back, right? And uh, I guess they could offer him or uh, he, he could basically become a restricted free agent. And if that happens, I don't I could see a lot of teams interested in a guy like him, especially with such a cheap price tag. I, I don't remember how much it was exactly like two million, something like that. I don't know. I mean, I view him and, and Bayes in a very similar light in terms of how the how people around the league would view them. I mean, they're they oh, I'm much higher on Roby than Bayes, honestly, as a unique, skilled player. I don't know. I, th- I think Roby's got some skills, you know, that are pretty special. Truthfully, I think just physically, I'm more interested in Roby than I am in Baisley and the control that they have of their own bodies. Are you interested in either one of them sexually? Uh, Roby, look at him. <laughs> we have a lot of cute guys on the Thunder. I will, I will I, leave it at that. Dude, Giannis a is a cute, cute a very guy. Cute team. I oh, hope yeah. that one of our young kids is a cute Giannis that just turns out to be a monster that loves Oreos. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that one of our guys is just like the Jalens. Come on. One of them is going to be an absolute murderer on the court. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's exciting. For the reference, Roby did have the third highest VORP uh, on our team this season. Beautiful. Behind Shea and Moose, which is very interesting. I didn't think that he had really high numbers. Um, Bayes was actually six, though. I, I thought that he was much lower, so they both kind of surprised me being up in the top seven. Hmm. Um, with uh, Roby scheduled to Kenrich make one point nine by the way next year. Man, so I feel like a team could match that. Alone, honestly, I should really look into just becoming fit enough to be on a Thunder team for the next year. 
I'll tell you what, ba- Bayes has has uh, availability, which in today's NBA is perhaps the most valuable ability to avail yourself for your team. Right. Uh, he does not miss games. He really doesn't get hurt that much. So at the very least, he is someone that can absorb some minutes when needed. I was about to be really mean to him just now, but it's pretty easy to do when you don't try that hard. But I don't know that he's not trying that hard. <laughs> I think that he's just not that amazing. <laughs> he's 21. Roby's 23. There we go. That explains but, some things already that I hadn't even conceptualized before. Yeah, I mean, Roby, he, he played in the NBA before the Thunder. He was with Dallas. Um, for a minute, I don't know exactly how long, but probably two years. Roby, I think, is in a position where he he has already gone through some of the oh shit, I might not be in the league anymore mm-hmm. situation, and so he is perhaps acting with a little bit more hunger. But um, yeah, I don't really know that. I, I don't I don't view a huge gap between them. I really like them both in terms of like where they've been for the Thunder. I would like to see them get better, but I don't know that either of them really have a place on the team anymore. I think that the problem is that there are 26 players listed here on the Thunder, and none of these players include any of the four that we drafted or the one that we have <laughs> traded for, which means that we have 31 players and we have 15 roster spots. So let's do it. Let's do it right now. We got time, fellas. Let me pull up my basketball reference. Let's get let's let's clean it up. Let's, There's let's, certainly let's a lot of survivor uh, this right now. <laughs> a lot to clean. I think that there are there are some there's some easy, obvious these aren't going anywhere people. Okay. We know Shay's not going anywhere. If Giddy went somewhere, then we would just be the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, I would. I would <laughs> yeah. think that I would immediately assume that Sam Presti had been abducted by aliens. <laughs> it would be a shame um, if Trey Mann went anywhere. It would be dumb if Trey Mann went anywhere. Yeah, I feel like they're they like Trey. I mean, they're we, definitely going to, and he's proved that he needs he needs to be here. There's a weird amount of buzz around Lindy Waters that makes me think he's gonna just be around. I think that the that buzz is, is primarily that he's from here and he is Native American, and so like, there's been a lot of like celebration of that. Right. But I'm not. I'm not like he is very much on the line. Like he's gonna have to ball out for me to show yeah. like I agree he's tough. gonna have to shoot literally 40% from three um, by my estimation to... there are three like they're guaranteed three guaranteed not going anywhere I don't want to speak on any more than that the subtle Would you fact put Lou in that, that category? there's no one on this team that is younger or older than either of you two there are two people on the team that are a couple of months older than me and that's it <laughs> pretty young yeah. team it's a very young team. Mike yeah. Muscala I'm, and Derek Favors are the only people older than me that are on the team. <laughs> I don't know how, how old your Michael Green is, but I would be surprised if we ever see him in a Thunder uniform. 
We better not. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he just hey, send him somewhere else where he would actually want to be. I mean, we don't. Why are you? Why are you? I don't know. I feel bad for for people that are shipped off to teams like this, where it's like, I'm old. Why am <laughs> I now have to compete with these young guys for minutes? Right. I don't want to do that. Like, I feel bad for favors already. I want I want us to ship him too. I don't feel it's bad for be Mike. Twelfth year. It's gonna be yeah, his I mean, 12th year. Send the dude away. Moose can stay because Moose wants to be the guy that's on the bench. Yeah. That he wants to be that guy. And we want him. And I I feel confident that Mike has us as a roster spot on this team until he wants to retire. Like right. if he wants to stay for ten more years and play fifteen minutes a season, <laughs> like we'll pay him the vet minimum to do that. He is that's that's the role that we season. have. We're talking eighty two games. Yeah, he plays. He, <laughs> Hold on a second. he plays mop up duty in the last three games. Forty eight times, eighty two. So, just three thousand nine hundred thirty six minutes in a season. <laughs> Sorry, fifteen for, for me. The, uh, nine three six. He would play for point oh oh three eight one percent. I mean, how many minutes did Udonis Haslam play this season? I bet he played less than thirty <laughs> on the whole season. So he's also like forty two though. Right. Uh, for me, SGA, Giddy, and Chet are the only three that are like absolute guaranteed not going anywhere. Yeah, uh, this season. So, so what do you think that is going to happen to Lou Dort? Like, what do you think Presti's going to do? Lou with Dort his contract, is a very is, very the the problem he's not making much money right now, which is and, great, and obviously. He, he, but Presti already made an announcement, or basically, he, he didn't say it was guaranteed, but he said I would plan on us uh, uh, signing him for or like picking up his option. So he's got an option for this season, where if we don't pick up his option, he becomes an unrestricted free agent. If we pick up his option, he'll be a restricted free agent next season. Or maybe it's if we pick up his option, he becomes unrestricted next season. And if we no, don't, he's restricted. If we pick it up, if we pick it up and not him, then he's restricted next season. Well, I don't think he has a choice right now. I think it's a team option. Yeah, it's a team option. Um, so if we pick it up, he's restricted next season, which is what you want when you want a player to know that you want them. Right. There, that because Sam has said that it's almost guaranteed that that's what we're going to do because we also have the option to not pick him up and to extend him right now, which is the other thing. So a lot of people are saying like, well, maybe us choosing to not extend him is a sign that maybe we, that we, the, the fans may need to start thinking about him on another team because of all of the new talent that we have on the team. It just, I think it comes down to like, what does he provide us that we like don't have anymore? And does do his shortcomings, like, are they enough to like overlook basically like does what is what he provide unique enough that we can overlook his shortcomings? It's and interesting. I don't know. Where does a player like him want to be if it's not here? I mean, the dude could be, he could go to any contender, any team that wants to win a championship, he would slot in and make them a better team. Then how come there wasn't a good enough trade in the draft for uh, Sam to do? I don't know. They just didn't, it just wasn't, 
It wasn't How the do right we know moment. Sam is trying to trade him. I don't know what he's trying to. I'm saying Sam is not an idiot. So if the Lakers are like, we want Lou Dort, we're going to give you this, this, this money in this pick, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I mean, I don't or, know if the Lakers had yeah. much to give. Right. But okay. Really have much I said it was a team that had something to give that also is a contender, which is like two people. <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's the problem. There's like not many. There are like no teams that are contending that have, that have like assets to give for Milwaukee. someone like Dort. Milwaukee is a team that's like that. That's the only well. Team I also like, yeah. I also think part of it is that people are waiting to see what like what he how he fits in with all the new talent. Like they want to see how he fits in. They want to see what his value becomes because that's that's another big part of it. If you trade if you trade him right now or you let him walk or whatever, like a team may have to take a risk on. Uh, an evaluation period while also already paying him. So I don't know. I just know that I don't think that he is because of the, we had two other top, we had two other lottery picks other than Chet this season. I don't think that it, we can, at least I can't put Dort in a solid guaranteed spot. I don't want to get rid of him, to be clear. I want yeah. him to stay. I think that he is extremely yeah. valuable for the team. What I'm he saying like is a that player to me. if, if let me put you this way, if there's a, a moment in this season or a, a lever, as the down to dunk people would say, that is going to be pulled at any point, it's going to be a door trade. I feel pretty strongly about that. That will be how it goes. He's probably some of the best trade bait that Presti has really with the contract that he has and obviously Lou Dort's ability. And I mean, did Dort have an injury at the end of the season last season? Like where he sat out a long time or was he just sitting out? I, I don't, I don't he know what the situation is. Yeah. He, he sat out a lot and it may have been because of an injury or something. I don't remember, but it sure felt to me like Sam was trying to preserve him a little bit, you know, to make sure he didn't get hurt. Same reason he sat out Shea and Moose and, and all the other guys the past couple seasons and the back half of the season. So yeah, he, he, he didn't play after February 12th. He, he hurt his shoulder and then they was kept out the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sam also said he's that team. he's very cl- like, he wants to be clear that everyone in the Thunder organization values Dort. Like he, I think I think his words are like everyone knows how we feel about Lou, and that's why it, you should assume that we're going to pick up this option on this on this season. It just I think it gives Sam more flexibility. It gives him more time, as as opposed to letting it go up or, or even extending him already. I mean, here's the thing. If one of these other rookies that we have suddenly slots in and does everything that Dort does, but like is also going to be three years cheaper than Dort, why would you keep Dort? Because oh, Dort's yeah. not going to be cheap that's, for three years. Truthfully, that's where these tough decisions start hurting my soul and heart. It's painful, man. <laughs> I, this It's going to be extremely bittersweet going into the season. We're going to say goodbye to people that I don't want to say goodbye to. I well, just like Kent I Bazemore. You guys have heard about Kent Bazemore's story, where yeah he <laughs> recently, he, yeah he left the Warriors to go to the Lakers. He wanted to win season. a championship. 
He's like, I want to be on a contender. And so he went to the Lakers and then uh, everything happened the way it happened. <laughs> oh, yes. And that's just going to happen to players that I care about for the Thunder. Not like championship situations, but like what clearly they made the wrong decision or were forced into the wrong decision. You know what I mean? Where it's like if one of the Jalens is amazing on the wing for no reason at guarding people in the perimeter and can still contribute offensively efficiently and literally just make free throws, then they deserve to replace him, if that makes sense. I'm trying to think yeah. of who, who I would put in this second tier uh, right there with Dort, because Dort is definitely in the second tier where it's like these guys, yeah, Kenrich, I would put him right in there as well. Definite, yeah. clear, 100% value. The question is, does it fit within the team that we have, that we now yeah. like, have a set? What about Poku? Gosh, he's ben an interesting Towers. one, too. I, I, I just I have to see that. <laughs> I believe I that he should be chats. going. Based on all the people that we drafted, it makes sense for him to disappear from the NBA or go somewhere else. But for whatever reason, I really believe he's going to be around. <laughs> <laughs> just for people no, seem to be interested in him at the very least. I mean, people outside of the Thunder organization, yeah. even, you know, like he's an interesting prospect. Like people are watching him. Um, he's still so young. I mean, I, I don't know. He you is know, so young but, and he's got Eddie's birthday and I just can't let that go. He yeah, can't I just really, not I really need. It's true. Poku. Yeah. I'm happy if Poku were to become our Boban. <laughs> like I'm, I, he, he's like a mascot. Uh, the the, play, the player <laughs> mascot. I'm cool with that, but I also think that he can bring something to the team. It's just like, unfortunately, now we have a better Poku. <laughs> I'm sure we talked about this before. Did we, did we all know we have a two birthday pairs on the team? Two pairs, like now, as of now, or before? Even before the draft, we had two pairs birthdays. Did not know that. Trey Man and Isaiah Roby were both born on February third. Wow. I think we've talked about this. Teo Maladon and who's the other June twelfth? Uh, Darius Baisley are both June twelfth. Wow, they're only a year. Apart. I guess uh, Sam Presti likes acquiring players that have similarities. I mean, names, birthdays. <laughs> you know, Vit uh, Krejci is born on my dad's birthday. <laughs> there you go. Many years after my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Some years after. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm. Uh, Shouts out to Ed Strack. <laughs> uh, so the th- second tier so far, I have Dort, Kenrich, Bays, and. I guess Mike, but I again I don't think Mike really is in that same group because I think Mike is a special thing yeah. for the Thunder. I, I do think that he would be very valuable on another team, but like he's happy. oh yeah. He's happy being here. You know, I think Kenridge mm-hmm. is happy being here too, but like if I had to pick either of those guys to, to be valuable for another team, I think Kenridge is probably the one that other the other teams would look for. Just because he's younger, frankly. And yeah. I think that he can do a little bit more than what Mike can. Mike is very much a 3D sort of player. Yeah. And I'm just like looking what's a, down what's the Muscala's rest of this contract list like, here. I wonder. I'll look it up. 
yeah, I mean, all there's a whole bunch of guys here that played for us that like I don't really expect to see again. Like Scotty Hopkins, Rob Edwards, uh Diakite, he played 13 games. I kind of don't expect to see him again. Paul Watson. Olivier Saar, I like that guy, but we have a French guy, so we don't need him anymore. <laughs> we actually have two French guys. Teo is yeah, another big yeah. one. Um, it's like really going to have to fight. T- t- for me, Teo, Trey Mann, Aaron Wiggins... Uh, and JRE are all in that group that's like really going to have to fight for a spot on the team. I'd put Poku in that group too. This is just a brainstorm. Oh, uh, Milk as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? This, I mean, this looks probably about right as to what the organization values overall. You know what I mean? I mean, that's our best guess anyway. I mean, we'll never really know, but um, yeah, it looks about right to me. Yeah, I, I have to go with yeah. There's nothing. I, I can't think of changing anything that makes any more sense, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's if you, 12, if you look 12 at this, guys that I just listed, and we have then the four draft picks. So already, yeah, just well, in you this list, chat too. Oh, uh, so yeah, I mean, that puts us at exactly 15, but I don't expect it to be exactly those 15 guys. I mean, that leaves out Lindy Waters. I mean, there's going to be Derek Favors, a lot of Gabriel activity, Deck. too, between now and the beginning of the season, Sam Presti's going to be busy. <laughs> I mean, and his phone is going to be ringing quite a bit too, obviously, because people know that he, he has players with talent and uh, he's also got a lot of assets. So people are going to be interested in making deals. Did I even list Roby? I didn't list Roby. Hmm. Muscala, by the way, um, he's under contract through next year as long as the team picks up his option, I guess. I think that's what I'm saying anyway on Sport Track. I expect that we will definitely pick up his option. 34 so what player players do you think? listed under salaries on basketball reference. That's a lot okay. of players. What player do you think gets brought up most when... Sam Presti's phone rings. It's probably Dort, right? Dort. I would think it's probably Dort. I mean, are we talking to one the the player that is brought up in seriousness or <laughs> the ones that are yeah. just like, so what do you think about SGA, huh? <laughs> so I'm sure that everyone is like, everyone's obligated to ask about him or yeah. Giddy. SGA is going to be interesting to watch this next season, by the way. Right. Because he's kind of standing at the top of the mountain of all this talent, and um, his money kicks in as well, which is, you know, historically, when you look at the NBA and contract years, players tend to have numbers that go up tremendously, you know, on contract years. So it's going to be interesting, well, I think. I think it's going to be interesting, but also, truthfully, I am fully believing that he's a part of every conversation when it comes to the future of the Thunder. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. 
I don't know. That's an interesting thought because I'm thinking about all of the Kevin and Russ years and there was always the speculation of them being at those at the table of all those discussions. And now look I at what, what how it's like Kevin has been at the at the table of now two different franchises and one of them is currently imploding partially because of his involvement at that table. And yeah. there's a certain degree of like blame that you could put on him and his choices in Oklahoma City. So I don't know. I bet he didn't have much to say in Golden State. <laughs> Something tells but you me if he, he said he anything, they wouldn't he, even listen. He didn't to get be honest to with you. Sit at the <laughs> I don't table. think they cared. <laughs> I think yeah. Shay is probably involved, although I, I don't I honestly don't necessarily want him to be like like I don't want I don't want to like give the reins of the franchise to any single player. Right. I know that it feels like we have done that in the past. I I truly believe that the type of Thunder team that wins a championship is a late 2000s Detroit Pistons or Celtics or honestly these Warriors where it's just like, sure, there's a Steph Curry that's doing a whole lot. Or maybe, you know, sure, Shea will do a whole lot. Sure, Giddy will have some games where he orchestrates the entire thing. But where the defense has their absolute hands full on every possession, that's the stuff that's difficult. Where whether or not it's a fast break, whether or not it's a set piece, whether or not it's even you on offense, how do we attack this defense that is somehow impenetrable by all these kids that just think it's fun to play defense? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know yeah fun is definitely the operative word for me right. <laughs> i want the team to have fun i want them to enjoy playing with each other and yeah so far the young guys have all had that experience mm-hmm. and i, yeah, I really I don't see any reason that the new guys aren't going to fit in right with that and have a great time. Like I, I, I want this team, even if we don't win many games, I want this team to be the most joyful team in the league. Because I think that will, like that just has to breed that in combination with talent. Like you can't, that will breed wins. It will create wins. It just will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that under, Mark Dagnall's tutelage as well and the system that he uses on the court. I think that the team will get to that place, honestly, you know, and if they have the mentality going into the season, kind of like the fans have of the sky's the limit and we've got so much stuff here. Let's see what we can do with it. You know, if the players have that mentality, just, just, uh, excuse me, just like the fans do, I I think it's going to be really special to be honest with you, regardless of how many games they win or whatever. Anything else happening around the league that is interesting to you guys? Any other trades? We talked about Jeremy Grant to Portland, of course. Of course, we've got rust trade rumors. We'll see what happens with that. Um, anything else? Uh, Brad Beal. Right. They're, yeah. They're talking about him, him. saying that he uh, basically he is open to being traded, right? 
Well, it, the most recent thing is that he is probably going to decline, but resign on a new five-year deal with Washington. Oh, okay. Never for mind. For two hundred and forty-eight million dollars. Which yeah, honestly, comfortable there. Yeah, I'm not sure that's very smart for Washington, but I guess good for them. I don't. I guess they not, really like him. You know, he's not a. I don't. He's not a number like. I don't know. I don't want to say that he needs to do like an Andrew Wiggins, but I think that he could find success if he were to accept that sort of role somewhere else. But hey, I honestly I would not say no to two hundred forty eight million either. So And I guess we'll see what happens with the New York Knicks this season. I uh I have a have a question for you fellas. I guess this is mostly for Jeremy. When the uh-huh. uh, quote-unquote team, formerly known as the Brooklyn Nets, blows up with the <laughs> departure of uh, the flat earther Kyrie and the belligerent and omnipresent Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> belligerent and omnipresent. <laughs> what, what, right. Do they become a team again if the virus is pulled from them? That is bullshittery (laughs) here's what i would like to happen i would like them to trade both Kyrie and kevin and basically just blow it up keep steve nash let steve nash do some actual coaching because the way some of these guys talk it doesn't seem like there was much coaching going on at all and i'm allowed to him truthfully allowed to him not going on allowed to him yeah 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 so I would like that for the Nets, honestly, if they did that. I mean, what else are they going to do? I mean, are they thinking like, hmm, there's another piece that is out there that would have definitely saved us from getting swept in the first round? Like, no, I mean, it's Boogie Cousins. It's just not working, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And we, we messaged about this, and I truthfully don't think it will happen. But if there is some sort of trade that happens where basically Russ and Kyrie Irving switch places, I'm not sure how that would happen. And if it does happen, I'm not sure how we would process it as thunder fans. I guess that would be territory that was completely unchartered and we'll just have to navigate when we get no, there. I here's the truth. I am a Kendrick Lamar fan, which means if Kendrick goes there or sorry, not Kendrick Russ goes there. I got to support him. I have to because when shit hits the yeah, fan, that's the thing. I'm still a fan. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I'm going to support him. <laughs> excellent yeah i mean obviously you know but it's not gonna feel good that but i'm, I'm gonna do I, I wonder yeah I, I just don't even know if that would happen honestly like i i don't know why either side would want to do that unless well, on, what there are players that are you know that are settled in particular parts of the country russell westbrook is settled in the west coast like he was in Washington for not that long, but he he's here, you know. This yeah, is he, this is where he's from and where he likes to operate. Yeah, I mean, I I hope whatever happens with the Lakers organization and him this summer, and who knows, maybe maybe he uh, starts for the Lakers all season next year and they win a championship. I don't know. I mean, who knows what's going to happen, but um. Whatever happens, I hope that 
they don't send him somewhere that he doesn't want to go. You know what I mean? I, think I hope they, they give him they the do, same press treatment. It'll be a buyout. I think they'll just, wherever he'll go, he'll request a buyout and he won't play. He'll probably end up doing a John Wall and just <laughs> sit. Dude, which, fleecing fucking daylight robbery with John Wall's doing for the Houston Rockets. Like, give me this 44 up. bill. I'm not going to do anything mil. at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it is kind of crazy, honestly. I think John Wall should go back to Washington. Yeah. Let them have a, another chance running back with those guys and see what happens. Because they still have Spencer and Kristoff, right? No, so not that. No, they have Kristoffs, right? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I think that could be a fun little team. Yeah. I mean, the the Wizards with uh, the last time Wall was healthy, they were a second round team. So it's like, it's not like they were awful. You know, they were a solid playoff team and they won a yeah. series. So I, I remember some of those Wizards teams. Yeah. The problem is they're the Wizards. Like, how can you take a team called the Wizards seriously? <laughs> The Wizards. <laughs> How can a team like that have sustained success? It's like, yes, we're Wizards. We're going to cast a spell on your ball, you know? It's a little, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're the only team, like, named something mythical like that, too. I mean, you've got the Thunder and the Heat. You know, those are kind of paired together. You know, they have to do with things that happen on planet earth but wizards i don't i don't know i can't really think i mean of course you have a team named after a ship in the ocean too so it doesn't really make a ton of shit i mean the magic <sighs> mm. the wizards and the magic that's it well kind of <laughs> i mean wizards do magic i think you could put them in the same category uh, i don't know wizards uh, versus raptors <laughs> and a dinosaur, an extinct. The raptors species. may be the only extinct creature. Yeah. <laughs> I mean the nets. I mean, how much more boring can you get? You're just. You might as well be the balls. <laughs> the, like, balls. <laughs> the Brooklyn balls. <laughs> That'd be cool if it was like a percussion basketball hybrid team name, the Rim Shots. The Rim Shots. That, that'd be a good name. The Rim Shots. <laughs> That's a 2K name if I ever heard one. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, it's going to be a fun summer. Going to be interesting watching Thunder in the Summer League. I'll definitely be turning some of those games on. I don't think I'll be able to go this year to Vegas like I did last year, but it will be interesting when the trade market opens. Sam Presti's phone is going to be ringing. Uh, The league is going to be busy. There's going to be some superstar names moving around too, of course. So it'll be... uh, There'll be some fun leading up to the actual season, and I bet you that'll be here before we know it. I think that the moratorium ends in uh, like a week and a half. I think the 6th is when the moratorium ends, so everything will blow up very shortly. Yep. feels like the offseason is just like nothing anymore. I don't know. I think it's just because I'm getting old. No, the way they have it scheduled, you're right. Like one thing leads to the next. Like the finals ended, and I feel felt like the next day was the draft. You know, 
I don't think it used to be like that. It didn't seem like it that anyway. And then with the, the trades as well, like the way that stuff is all lined out, it, it does seem like probably by design, it does seem like everything is, is scheduled that way. You know, like there's always some kind of activity in the league. Like people are always paying attention to the NBA for some reason. I have, Anything uh, else, guys? I have one this day in history because there was yes. only oh, yeah. There's only how could I forget? There's only been one game in this day in NBA history. <laughs> uh, That's right. You ever. won't be able to find any in July. I bet. Well, maybe it'll, will. Be, it'll all be from last year because last year is the only time that the the playoffs have gone into July. Oh, so right. this player had 19 points, four blocks, 22 rebounds uh, on 57% from the field. That is a center. Can you Did give you, us the year? Last year. Okay, maybe not a center then. It was the only, <laughs> I mean, last year was the only time that anything has gone this late. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was a center. Your choices are pretty limited here. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, this was not the finals. Okay, give me those stats again. Nineteen so still points, a, four a blocks. Conference finals. Nineteen points, four blocks, twenty-two rebounds. DeAndre Ayton, a steal. That's correct. DeAndre Ayton. Wow, yeah! I was, like, was going to say that too. Dang, you got it. Good for you, Jim Jam. The uh, yeah. the Suns beat the Clippers in Game Four to go up three oh, one. Clippers, what are they going to look like next year? That's going to be interesting. They could be good, or uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, Paul George had twenty three and sixteen one. in this game. Pretty crazy, yeah, actually. Mean. Yeah. Yep, DeAndre Ayton. Good for you. Let's see what uniform you're wearing next year. Oh, boy. Oh, gosh. That's the next part, right? Free agency will open after this moratorium, and the next pod that we have about that will be... No one plays where they used to play anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, it's all different now. Surprise. <laughs> all right, anything else, fellas? Yeah, hold on. That's all I got. Check. This is episode 97. If you this have been listening 97. for 97 episodes, we're going to do something fun for 100. We're not, we haven't nailed it all the way down yet, but we really appreciate that you are, have no life. have <laughs> continued to listen to us for over almost two years now. Two years now? Really? I mean, it's, uh, it's over yeah, two longer, years. longer than two years. Three, three yeah. years, really. Yeah, two and, two and a half years. 2019, I think, is the start. It's pretty weird because that kind of pandemic ruined uh, time for me. Um, yeah, <laughs> so it's been all... Yeah. <laughs> ruined a lot of things. Liquid. So uh, thank you all for listening so much. We're going to come up on 100, and we'll, we'll do something fun for 100. That's yep. all I've got. You guys I echo need to his sentiments. Some, uh, research some, some better podcasts, guys. <laughs> Put some stuff in your feed. Yeah, that's if, what we're gonna do for all, nine, all for 97 episodes. We're just gonna recommend other basketball podcasts to <laughs> listen to for the hundredth episode. 
<laughs> oh gosh. No, but thank you for real. Yes, of course. A thousand thank yous. And with that, thanks so much for listening to Thunder Moneyball Podcast. Follow us on the socials, Instagram, Twitter at podcast underscore thunder. Enjoy the off season and enjoy your life. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.